Welcome to What the Fox, Empowerment for Women. Welcome to What the Fox, and today we are on with Elisa Locke, and Elisa is a financial coach. She helps people with their money mindset and with savings and with trying to actually kind of wrap everything together. Um, so welcome, Elisa. Tell us a little bit more. Sure. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me. Um, I'm always excited to talk about financial coaching and money mindset and money behavior. So thank you so much for um, having me. Um, so I, yes, I am a financial coach with Money Mentor Group based out of Frederick, Maryland although we have clients all over, especially now with everything being virtual, it's pretty easy to have clients all over. And we work with people who are struggling in some way to master their money. It could be that they've accumulated a lot of debt and they just don't know how to even start getting it paid off. And they just want help with kind of putting a plan in place to move forward with that. It could be a couple that is completely not on the same page with their money and they want some help from a financial coach to get on the same page so they can move forward. It could be I work with somebody who makes a good amount of money and it just all seems to go and by the end of the month they have nothing left and they're really just learning, you know, wanting to learn how to get control of their savings and spending. And that's what we help people do. That's funny. I was just talking to my daughter the other day and I'm like, it really kind of feels like that no matter how much money you have, it's never enough. And that it's always just like, cause there's always something that comes up that's going to take that money. And if you don't have a plan of where to put it, it will basically take it. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're making $10,000 a month or $2,000 a month or what and stuff, you likely can spend that money. Um, I know we went through a zero-based budgeting um, plan and stuff with our actual college and stuff. And just kind of considering that for a person, zero-based budgeting, making sure that you have that allocated money. So you allocate to savings and you don't you know, have that or you allocate to your vacation and you allocate to different things so that basically you get down to zero, but you're not really at zero. You're at zero because you've actually put it someplace then, and that's where it's supposed to go. Right. Right. And you know, you bring up a, a really good point that no matter um, how much money you make, if you don't have control over your money at the end of the month, you're going to feel anxious and stressed and out of control because you, you don't even know where it went. I think as um, humans, we have a, a funny mind game that most of us play uh, with ourselves in that um, battle we all have between wants and needs. I think as humans, we can justify anything um, and turn it into a need. Um, and even though I'm someone who believes that my superpower, if you will, is kind of managing my, my money and my money mindset, even I am not immune to this, this um, struggle in my mind between a want and a need. And I'll give you a, a great example. 
Um, I have a workshop that I'm going to be um, launching um, in the next couple of weeks, uh, specifically to help people with fluctuating income manage their money because that's a very specialized, you know, kind of um, struggle. And um, as I was preparing for the workshop, all of a sudden I said to myself, I think I need to buy an external mic. How can I possibly do a workshop over Zoom and not have an external mic? So I went onto Amazon and looked up external mics and when I was about to hit that button and I caught myself and I said, wait a minute, is this a want or a need? And I realized, you know what? I think my workshop's gonna be just fine without the external mic. <laughs> so I am, even I am not immune to, you know, the um, having to kind of catch ourselves. Yeah, I definitely, um, whenever I got ready for my camera and stuff for my computer, then it was, okay, well, I need a camera. And it was like, no, I've got a camera. I've got a camera and stuff. And it's like, you don't need a camera. Well, once the camera actually started leaving green spots everywhere, I needed a camera. <laughs> it's like, right. I finally had my justification for my actual need instead of just my want. But yeah, yeah. and I mean, there's nothing wrong with putting money aside and getting those things that you want. I mean, sure. I, oh, absolutely. It definitely helps to where you don't feel like you're depriving yourself necessarily because you can never have the things that you want, but you just plan those wants in. You don't just get everything you want when you want it, but you actually plan out what you're getting. Exactly. Um, and I think that's why it's so important that we understand why we do what we do with our money. Because if we understand why we do what we do, then we can um, better manage our money behaviors. Um, and so that's really a lot of what financial coaching is all about. I am one that loves to give gifts. And so my son, when he was in middle school, his friends thought he was the richest person in the world because he almost always came to school with a new t-shirt. Well, I just happened to have gone to Walmart and I bought sell t-shirts that were like a dollar or $2 or whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, here's one that Kyle would like, and here's one that he would like, and here's one that he would like. And so every time I turned around, I was giving him a new t-shirt to wear to school. And I had no idea that the impression was that he was super rich because he came with new t-shirts, but it was because of my gift giving. And it was because to me, it wasn't a big deal to spend that dollar or $2 on my son because I loved giving gifts and I loved doing things. And so for somebody who loves spending money because of other people, like I, I, have a hard time spending $30 on myself a shirt, but I will gladly spend $30 on my daughter a shirt. And right. so for somebody who has a hard time with maybe spending money in certain areas and stuff, what are some tips to kind of get them um, past that mindset, but making sure that they're actually still budgeting it correctly? So um, I think um, one of the first things is to understand um, maybe some patterns that you have with your spending um, because your spending is often tied to your emotions. So one of the exercises that we do at Money Mentor Group is we have our clients track their spending and the emotion that they were feeling at the time. So let's say I find 
that um, I notice I'm, I'm getting on the, the um, you know, different websites and, and shopping late at night. Um, and and uh, what I'm feeling at the time is loneliness. Ah, well now I've had a revelation that when I feel lonely, my way of dealing that is, is doing some online shopping. And so then you, you've understood your why, and then you can work on the behavior. Very often I will use um, comparisons between managing your money and either sticking to a diet or exercising because there's just so many similarities. So let's say you're somebody who finds yourself digging into the cookie jar every night at 10 o'clock and you know, you're really good with your eating healthy all day long, but man, come 10 o'clock and you're just into those sweets. Well, you have to think about why, you know, what's going on emotionally at that time. Are you feeling isolated? Are you feeling bored? Are you feeling insecure? And then once you figure out the emotion behind your, your behavior, or you know, if we're talking financial coaching, you're, you're spending, then you can actually begin to master it. So that's one tip that I would give people. The other tip that I would give people is to try to smooth out the fluctuations in your spending. So what I mean by that is a lot of people will put together a budget but then there's always these surprises that come along, you know, the car inspection is due. Oh, so you got to spend some money on that. Or you went to the dentist and he found an issue. And even though you have dental insurance, now you have a $200 bill or, um, you know, it's your sister's birthday. And of course you want to get her a, a nice gift. So there's some money. So there's all these um, kind of surprises that come up. For, for all of us that we haven't budgeted for. And that's where a lot of people get really tripped up. And so one of the things uh, we do at Money Mentor Group with our um, clients is we have them fill out a tool that we've developed that uh, takes all of those things into account. And we have you put some money every month into this sinking fund, as we call it, so that you've got a pot of money in a separate account that you can pull from for all of these surprises that come up either annually like or you know every so often and so then instead of putting that money on a credit card or having to dip into a savings account or an emergency fund or god forbid a retirement account or something like that you've got this fund you know put away specifically for those surprises that no matter how well you budget, they happen to all of us. Those are both really good tips. It's kind of funny because the very first one, um, then thinking of it kind of like the diet and doing like emotional eating, um, that's one of the things that I used to sit there and I would tell myself, I'm like, I don't understand why for money wise, I could know, okay, I've got $2,000 a month to spend, make sure you don't overspend. But for weight wise, I've got 2000 calories a day, make sure I don't overeat. And I, and yet I would always overeat and stuff. And so it's like, okay, I've got to really start thinking about this. And I had the hardest time, but it was the exact same thing and stuff with the, you know, I know people who they basically binge watch like home shopping network or something at midnight 
because they can't sleep. And then pretty soon my mother-in-law actually was auto ordering things because she didn't, wasn't paying attention. And it was like, Ooh, I want that because your subconscious is more in play and you don't have a lot of that willpower and decision-making and stuff when you're super tired. And so it's a lot easier just to say, yes, I want it. Yes, I want it. She literally would wake up the next morning and go, I wonder what I ordered last night because she didn't even remember what she was ordering. But she was just pushing order, order, order constantly. <laughs> oh, oh. And that is so stressful. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, let's face it, life is stressful enough, uh, especially these days. And if you're out of control with your, your money, that is a whole nother stress that really can um, be very detrimental to um, your physical health, your mental health. So getting it under control is, is really important. Yeah, it's one of those things that I know that money relation, money is one of those top relationship things that are so, so many of the arguments come to, come down to money whenever you're talking about relationship problems and things like that. Um, and it's because there's a lot of times you do have a different mindset for money than what your spouse does. And then, and then maybe you're not on the same page as far as how much money you should be spending and how much money should be going to certain things. And so working all of that out, I think would, you know, it definitely helps. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Money is one of those taboo topics that people don't like to talk about it's really, it's very private. I mean, you don't want to talk about to your, your friends or siblings, or, you know, you don't want to talk about your weight. You don't want to talk about your sex life. You don't want to talk about your money. It's, it's really uh, something that most people find uncomfortable, intimidating. It's very private. And having those conversations, especially with your spouse, can be really hard if um, you're just not on the same page. And um, sometimes it has to do with um, your kind of money story and where you came from and your, your parents' relationship with money. You know, if you saw your parents behave in a certain way with money, it could be that you've adopted those practices and that's what you think is, is the norm. Whether they had good habits that you adopted or bad habits that they adopted, you know, we tend to follow the example of our parents. And so if you're married to somebody who grew up in a different way, there really needs to be a lot of um, tough conversations sometimes to make sure that you're both um, getting on the same page. And sometimes it's just as simple as a couple putting down on paper, what do we really value in life? And is what we're doing with our money aligning with what we really value? Um, and sometimes it's a good idea to put together some long-term financial goals as a couple and then talk about is what we're doing with our money aligning with those financial goals? And if not, then there's going to have to be some behavioral change, which is hard. Yeah, I, I know with my husband and I, we've definitely talked about, you know, what do we want? Because, you know, there are things that we wanted in the past, whether it's a boat or a car or whatever and stuff, and then saving up the money for that. But he also knows that I get extremely high anxiety whenever I don't see a certain number in the bank account. 
And so no matter what it is that's going on, he tries to make sure that that number and preferably more obviously is always in the bank account. That way I don't have to struggle with that anxiety, but it's something we have had to talk about because in his life, he's like, Oh yeah, you know, money will come. It comes all the time and stuff. And so he gets paid on a weekly basis. It was never an issue for him to be able to have money, you know, coming in the door and stuff constantly. And I'm like, no, we've got to plan this out. Cause then, you know, in two weeks, then we've got this due. And in two more weeks, we've got this due. And you know, I'm very much more of a planner. And then he's like, yeah, it'll be there whenever it's there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is that conversation that you have to have because otherwise then one person's stressing out the entire time while the other person's living happily through the life. Yeah. And I know that a lot of your um, listeners are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small business owners. And boy, that's just a whole nother, you know, level of um, issues because um, the amount that you're taking out of your business or the amount that you're earning um, is not going to be the same all the time. So what's, what's filling the pot is fluctuating. And so if what's filling the pot is fluctuating and what's going out of the pot is fluctuating, there really needs to be um, a system um, that's simple, easy to use. Nobody wants to have to go into, you know, a uh, a budget, you know, every day or every other day and, and plug in numbers. And it, that's just too hard to manage. Everybody has busy lives. So putting together a, a, a kind of spending and savings plan that people can live with, that's easy to manage, is really key to making sure that after, out of all the stresses that there are today, you know, your money isn't one of them. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. And so, um, we're kind of wrapping up and everything a little bit. And so as kind of a last thought, what would you like to leave the listeners with? So um, I guess what I'd like to leave the listeners with is no matter where you are in your money journey, um, don't give up, don't feel bad. You can move forward in a positive direction. One of my favorite expressions is you can't fall off the floor. And I love that because, you know, if you feel like you're just at rock bottom and things are out of control, take a breath, start by making some small baby step changes, get in tune with how you're thinking and feeling, and it'll just continue to move forward in a positive direction from there. I love that. I think the title of this needs to be, You Can't Fall Off the Floor. <laughs> that made me laugh. Thank you so much for Elisa for being on with us today. I really do appreciate it. My pleasure.